This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning, everybody. Keith Engel for TGI Sports Talk. Are you serious? My co-host, Carlos Chavez, the mad New Yorker, will be along with me in a second. Ducey just popped in the room. We'll bring him in in just a second. I want to thank you all for joining. Again, as always, I want to thank the groups that allow me to share uh, this content. You'll have, uh, if I share it to your group, there'll be some relevant uh, content and information in it. I think, in, I think you'll enjoy it. Check it out, and please go to TGI Sports Talk and like and share uh, the show. That's the way we keep growing. Uh, today, some big news last night, by the way, with Duke getting knocked off by Rutgers, but that's not going to be the topic of our show. Some other important news, uh, some sad news in the NFL and Darius uh, Thomas passing away um, at 33 years old, former Denver Bronco wide receiver. So we'll talk more about those things probably on Sunday's uh, Stream of Consciousness show. I want to thank all of you that joined me on the college football huddle on uh, Wednesday. We had a spirited conversation as always, and uh, we'll have some more of that as we head towards the college football playoff. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about, well, a lot about the Knicks slow start, Coach Thibodeau's role in that, whether he was ever the right pick for the job. I know Carlos has some strong feelings on that. We'll talk uh, about Mac Jones and the Patriots, uh, and uh, some odds and ends if we have time left over. But without further ado, if I can find the right mouse, let me bring in my co-host on Are You Serious? The Mad New Yorker, Carlos Chavez. Good morning, Carlos. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? How are you this morning? Have you had a good week? Oh, it's been crazy. A lot of sports news, man. A lot of stuff going on everywhere. So you've been you've been quiet all week. I was worried about you. So <laughs> gotta digest information to make sure that you know we have something to say about it. Yeah, well, that's for sure. You know, it's funny you text me about and it's not our topic for today, and we'll get into that in just a second. But you text me last night with about the Steelers and how bad they were playing. I actually turned the game off at 29 nothing. As I told you, I had a couple of uh, shingles on the uh, Pittsburgh last night. And then I turned it back on after watching uh, something else and they were within a touchdown. And I probably should have turned it back off because they went right back in the toilet <laughs> after that. So. so you're their bad, you're their bad jinx there. huh? Uh, apparently I'm assuming Mark Mancini and the rest of the Steelers fans out there would appreciate it. If I wouldn't watch their games anymore, maybe they'd like me to wager against them because last week I was on the wrong side of that as well. So. I should just stay away from those games altogether. Just don't trust the Steelers, man. You can't trust the Steelers uh, yet. You know, they're what? not ready. They're not ready, man. They're not ready. And again, I know it's not our topic, but I, I think I could am more mobile than Ben, ben Roethlisberger. I'm 61 years old, and I'll bet you that I can move as much as he does in a the pocket these days. Ah, sad. I mean, the, the, it's it's not just that he's immobile; it's that he he's he's like ready and waiting for the big play. And he knows that he's got a like a few good wide receivers that he can maybe like make big plays with. But you know, everybody knows that he's not a mobile quarterback. So all you got to do is attack him and and just get to him. That's it. Yeah, we're we're sadly on the right side of that argument. I know a couple that we aren't though. So let's dive in and hopefully, uh, you know, our audience that does join us this morning. And as I know, we get closer to Christmas. People are busy, so. If you see this afterwards, uh, you can certainly feel free to comment, and I'll comment back if I happen to see it. But one of the things that we've talked about a lot over the last couple of years are, is Tom Thibodeau's hiring with the Knicks in the first place, and uh, you know their slow start this year, which let me put into context, they're not that far off where they were last year at this point in time. Uh, it was about now when they started to, to really put it together, and they were very inconsistent through the first of the year last year. But I know that you feel strongly that Coach Thibodeau is not the right guy for this job and never was. So let's start there and give me your reasoning about why that is. So from from before he even got hired, like everybody was 
real positive about his hiring and everybody was, you know, wanting him to come back because he did coach as an assistant here in New York. You know, he knows, he knows the area, but I mean, you know, someone like Tibbs and a lot of people talk about him as a, like, he is a good, he's a good coach. He's, he coaches people up. He, you know, he has, he has his method methodology and it's like, you know, but the problem with Tibbs is that even though he's a good coach, he's not a good game manager, right? And and we see we see this happen when when he he's putting all these his all stars and making independent and putting too much on them, you know. And like he comes and and Tibbs is an old school, you know, hard nosed defense, you know, coach. Right. right. So that's what he coaches, right? And so he's used to seeing these guys take over games. Patrick Ewing. Michael Jordan, you know, all these, he's used to, you know, that's where he, that's where his, you know, where his high point was, right. He, he saw this happen in all these teams and, and that's what he's, that's what he does. Like, he's like, okay, you know, I got an all-star and I'm going to put the onus on him. I'm going to make everybody depend on him. And, and, you know, not only is he going to be an all-star, but he's my star, you know? So mm-hmm. when, he, when he got his gig in Chicago, Derek Rose, MVP, all-star season, all of a sudden he starts breaking down. He's in and out of the lineup. He tries to make uh, Noah his all-star in Chicago. Didn't work because Noah's not that type of player, right? Great defensive player. Right. And Gibson, same thing. They're not those – Those are they, mentally they're not there. You know, they don't – they're not point guards. They're not guards. They play their game. They know systems, but they're not a player – they're not players to take over more games than, than, you know, that are played. You know what I'm saying? And not that they're not good basketball players. They're actually great basketball players, but they're team oriented. So if the team's doing good, they do good. They don't set tone, they're not tone setters at all. Right. So then he so everything in Chicago, all those players are, are good. They're coached up good, but they're they're all starting to get injuries. So wh- why did why do these injuries happen? Right? Because what he does is he plays everybody to the bone. He runs them down to the bone, right? It, everything uh, falls apart in Chicago. All the young, all the young players are, are are acting old because they're hurt. And they gotta, you know, they gotta come back from injury. He's disgruntled. He moves on. They move on from him. Everything that he did in Chicago, it's over six hundred winning percentage, by the way, in a conference final. Right, but everything he did in Chicago set him set that team up for failure afterwards. There's nothing he did positive when he was there to set him up for the next season. He did everything season per season, right? Which is not that bad if you're going to keep being a coach. You know, major right. league sports are win now propositions, though, Carlos. Right? Right. So, well, if if you want to compare Thibodeau to the the how he coached, like, um, what's this guy in Detroit? Daly, is that his name? Who's there now? No. Like in the eighties oh, when they had Isaiah, yeah, Chuck, yeah, Chuck Daly, right? Chuck I didn't Daly, know. right? So Sorry, I'm surprised for you to go back so far over the reference. No, but this is a mindset <laughs> that Thibodeau. This is how he plays: defensive minded, run the guys to the bone. But yeah, we, we, we're not. This is not the generation for that anymore, man. These guys, they they play AAU basketball, man. They they you know they think they're stars before they go to college, right? <laughs> they don't they don't become stars in college. They think they're stars before they get to college, right? So. He's, I seem to remember Milwaukee making some big defensive plays in the finals last year. Yeah, but that's, that's, def- that's I'm not saying they're not playing defense, man. What I'm yeah. saying is that his stars aren't playing 30, 30 minutes max a game, right? And the Bucks, they're not playing 30. Not every player is playing 30 minutes. The, the five starters, they're not playing 30 minutes max a game. Two guys over 30 minutes this year. Yeah, two, because those are the only two guys that can actually do it. Hold on. Seven right? guys over 20 minutes a game. And okay, now – how, how many how many guys on Tibbs Tibbs bench are playing twenty minutes plus? There's is it more than seven? Playing twenty minutes plus on that team. Is it more than seven? Seven. Eleven huh? are playing more than fifteen. And the Knicks? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, okay, that's, but that's how many all stars do they have on the team? How many all stars do they have on the team? One. <laughs> right. Well, you get one, but you look—it's a young team as well. Other than Walker and well, Walker and Rose, it, it's a young team still. And Barrett and Randall still a fairly young guy. Well, relatively young. But look at 
He said he took again, he took a team in Chicago that was hadn't had success for quite some time. Won 60 games his first year there, went to the final. Now I'm t- I understand you're saying they went backwards, but I don't know that all the injuries you can put on Coach Tibb. Matt, he no. he did the same thing in Minnesota, man. Minnesota that he he brought in Butler, put everything on Butler, right? Now B- Butler's sitting there, and after season two, he's like, Man, I'm you know, you got to get, you got to surround me with better players. Which he took. And that's not which he did, which what he did was instead of giving him better players, right? What would he do? He got him younger players to run. So, so they dis- can run. So a dysfunctional team uh, organization to begin with, he goes to in Minnesota, takes them from nowhere. I think he, they, they might've won less than, I don't know, 20, 30 games when he, before he got there. He steadily got them. He got into the playoffs his second year there, again, with hardly any talent around Jimmy Butler. I agree. How does that not speak to a guy who can coach up players, though? Takes a but next- you, you're not on. just co- – when you're a coach in the NBA, you're not just coaching up players, man. You got to coach everything. You got to do everything the right way to set your players up to succeed. You, you you expect your players to succeed just by putting them on the floor. That's not how that works, man. Oh, I don't think that's true at all. I mean, he changed an entire culture in Chicago, not so much in Minnesota because they didn't give him a chance. It's a dysfunctional organization. He changed Look, the culture when he got here to New York. The two seasons before Mike before Tiz was here, Mike Miller was here coaching those kids up. Mike Miller did a good job. He did a better job with the youth than than Tiz is doing now because he's he gave them an opportunity. He even gave Knox an opportunity his rookie season, and Knox was on his way up. As soon as Tibbs walks in the door, Knox is all Knox got knocked down all the way Knox to the bottom. Now he's not, now he's not even playing. Knox is never going to be a player in this league. You're crazy. Listen, look, you got to be serious about this. Look, think about Knox and where he's coming from. He played at Kentucky. He, he was on the Olympic team, under 19 Olympic team, man. Don't beat me up too bad. My dad's in the room. <laughs> Listen, you look, look Knox, Knox has a ton of potential. The problem with Knox is that people don't understand that he's not he's not a strong power forward. He's not a, 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 a someone that's going to crash the boards for you at his height. He's more of a swing man. Knox he's like a two. He's, he's a two or three. But they're forcing him because of his height to be to be in the inside. And he's not comfortable doing that. He's comfortable moving around. If you ever see his if you ever see him in the team that he played in Kentucky, he was shooting threes. He was pick and rolling. He was crashing board. He was attacking the basket. Like you got to, if you have somebody with talent, you have to play them at their position. And then when you're comfortable, then you start making, then you're forcing them to do other things. You can't force somebody to do something they're not used to. And then, you know, he's not playing the way you want in a place. So you go to put him on the bench. Come on, man. That's not how that works. He had plenty of opportunity. You blame. Thibodeau for for the failures of Knox when Knox had been failing for for years before Thibodeau got there. No, when Mike Miller was coaching him, he was actually doing pretty well, man. How many wins a day? As have? a rookie, as a rookie, you know what I'm saying? I was never a Kenny Knox fan, and I, I can't compare guys' stats in college. And no, no, okay, it. no. So, but what I'm saying to you is that Mike Miller, not just with Knox, but with the team, was was actually coaching them up. Did they win a lot of games together? No, because there wasn't one person to just be like, here, let me just, you're going to be the star, right? Yeah. It wasn't going to work like that. Because at that, at, even at that moment, they had, uh, what's his kid's name? Um, Hardaway. Hardaway ain't a star to be, to be, to be like, he, he's, he's a supporting cast member, man. He's, you can't put the onus on, on Hardaway and be like, carry the team. Well, you can't win around one guy either. Yeah, but you, you have to have one at least one guy who could carry you for a couple of games. What did Julius Randle do the last two years? He yeah, but, but the problem with them is that as soon as they're winning the game, he, he leaves them out on the court. He shouldn't be on the court. Like, look look what the Nets do with, with uh, Garnett. The first two quarters, he's like You're in and out. You know, he's, he's in and out of the game. The third quarter – he plays a little bit more. The fourth quarter, he's in the fourth quarter. He dominates the fourth quarter. You don't mean Durant, right? Yeah, Durant. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. You see, like, because every because the coach, because Nash knows that Durant is consistent. He can shoot consistently. He attacks the board consistently. He's gonna give me rebounds, and he's consistent. So wait a minute. So he's playing. He's playing using Durant's skills now in his I favor. Think, 
Now, when I gave Steve Nash a lot of credit last year for the net success because of all the drama and the injuries that were surrounding oh, yeah. it, I think you're one of the naysayers who said he wasn't a good coach. The players were coaching the team. Am I wrong or not? I I, I said that, but did, did it make it to did it make it to the finals and win? No, no, they didn't. Okay, because the players the players didn't play the players didn't play for him, and they played they just played the play, man. The they're, getting the, like they're getting their paychecks and they're just paid like but the theory was that the co- the players wanted him why did so they don't want to play for him after they they kind of put him in in place there look supposedly that, supposedly first of all when the the way they played the last two games before they got knocked out right was was mostly on the players not doing well the first two quarters Who's uh? Thanks for popping in this morning, Alan. Who's SGA? By the way, I'm I'm not good with acronyms sometimes if I'm not familiar with them. SGA, help me out, Alan. We'll come back to that. So um, so the and those the last game came down to a, a three point shot going in. That should have never happened, and Milwaukee just got lucky. So, you want to put that on coaching, or you want to put you know, the players? The players had to play, and they didn't go. They didn't go all the way to play, man. Because at the end of the day, the coaches can say anything they want, but the players are the ones on the court, man. But well, that was, but that was last year, man. That was last season. I agree. I agree. And this year, <laughs> I mean, again, this year has been a little bit different. So let's talk about this year. So we talked about why you didn't want him in the first place. I still think he belongs. Let me and let me kind of just go backwards a little bit before I go to this year. I, his pedigree to me was beyond none. It wasn't just the fact that he coached several years in New York. He coached under some of the better coaches, coaches who got the finals, coaches who got the won championships, coaches who changed cultures with teams like. Jeff Van Gundy, like Doc Rivers. Oh, but these guys had players, man. These guys had players these on the team. Players, there are players on this team, and again, it, it who's going to come in here and do a better job than he's done? Uh, again, he's turned and changed the culture in Chicago. Tried to change the ch- culture in Minnesota. You can't do it when you got a toxic organization you're working with. And in one year, changed the entire culture in the Knicks. The Knicks were the, they they had a losing didn't care attitude culture and he changed that in one season. But so all they all the Knicks did was got rid of most of the players that were that, and then they picked up a coach and got and got younger. That's all they had to do. That's the reason that the, right now the culture's changed. You really honestly think Tibbs is doing that good of a job that even now people are like, wait, what's going on? Come on, look, look, look. All I know is he's done He's done head and shoulders above the job David Fisdale did, and David Fisdale was everybody's golden child when he got hired for this job. Yeah, but Fisdale wasn't the coach then. Now it was Mike Miller. Listen, look what's it happening in Phoenix. Who, who, won, who, won, who, won, who was the second-place coach of the year last year? Monty Williams. What is Monty doing in, in Phoenix right now? Not much. What are you talking about? What are you Maybe talking about? That team, is, that team is going off. Let me back, let me back up. You might have, uh, I, yeah, I was coach, I was Nick centric today, and I, I may, I probably spoke too soon because I know earlier in the year they were struggling a bit. You're right, they've gone 24. I haven't looked at them in a while, I've been focused right. on these. So, so Monty Williams came in second place for coaching. Coaching, you don't get coach of the year for the first 25 games of the season, Carlos. I look, mean, let me, let me tell you look, something. Know, Monty, 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 the way Monty Williams is coaching. Is because he has the opportunity to do that because he had two superstars. One that's almost out the door, but he still plays harder than almost any point guard in the league. Who are we talking about? Uh, Chris. What's Ball. his name? Um, Chris Paul. Yeah, CP3. Yeah. Okay. Right. So he he's probably the best point guard in the last ten years. Yeah, this is a great situation for him because it's his team. He's never had his own team. It's never been his team, and now it is. If you look at his stats, every team he's been on, when he's not playing or he's not there, they they lose either in games or games he has played in. Well, I don't disagree. I'm just saying he was never never his team. That's how important he is. So he's a legitimate star. You can put the onus on him to a certain extent. So – and right now he's got two players on on the team that that know he's a man. But th- if he's not there, they can take the team over. 
So your argument that Thibodeau shouldn't be the coach is he doesn't have great players. No, it's because he he sees what he has and he drains them. <laughs> I, I get it. Even in Chicago, he decreased player from year after year. He was decreasing players' minutes. I agree. He he has wrote his stars hard. He wrote his stars hard last year. I get that, but he decreases the minutes. And again, maybe in in game coaching is important. I'm not saying it isn't right. It's very important. It's tactical. And the organization is <laughs> important as well. And he turned this whole thing around. And look I at me. He won 42 games with a team people predicted to win 20 last year. You can't be a horrible bench coach to make that happen. I don't think. Listen, man, he's his game management is bonkers, bro. It's bonkers because he because he he doesn't have even though see I don't even I think Randall's a good player. I don't think he's you know he could be an all star, but maybe on the second or third team. I don't think he's like a, a, a first. <laughs> First team All-Star team last year. Yeah, but because he was playing on the Knicks and the Knicks had to, had to have somebody represented. Jeez, you sound like Jack but, Okay, you're going to build a team, is like Randall the first Hirsch. person you're going to put on a team? What's that? If you're going to build a team, you're going to pick Randall as the first person on your team? Well, out of everybody in the NBA, no. But <laughs> not, like, and his position. In his mean, position. In his position. That's not even a fair question because the Knicks don't have the choice of anybody they want. The Knicks look. The nobody wants to play in New York at the moment. That's a good point. It's not because of Tom Thibodeau, but he he was. They brought him here because they're like, okay, we're gonna get wins with him and we're gonna bring people here. That's not how that works, man. Look, well, even even Larry Brown couldn't fix the Knicks team when he came here. Well, again, Hawkins, same thing. There's always there's been bigger problems with the Knicks before Tom Phil Jackson. Got here and like, these go guys, on. these are great coaches that could that just like oh well you know and they'll bring they, in coaching. And and they That's not how that works, man. They, they failed because of James Dolan and his leadership. I w- I would argue that part of the problem this year is the fact that James Dolan's back in the building every day with the goal with COVID. Uh, you know, a different situation than it was last year. You know, and again, this year, let's 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 move to kind of where we are this year. Again, they're not I understand they're off to a poor start. They're a game under 500. They're very inconsistent. But he's making moves that you should be happy with, putting veterans like Kemba Walker on the bench. He should have never started Kemba Walker. Kemba he should have never started Forney. So Those guys are shooters and they're older players. Then we need to blame Leon Rose for that. The man here, you gotta try him. The Magic got rid of Fournier for a reason, man. The Magic are young. He, all he does is slow the team down. I agree. I agree 100%. But that's not Thibodeau's fault. And you're going to see Fournier on the bench, and you don't see him in a game at the end if they they need defense because he doesn't play any. He don't play. Kimball Walker nor Fournier play decent defense. And neither does Toppin, by the way, who's playing some – he's had some great spurts this year. But until he starts to play – pretend to play defense, he's not going to play. Look, Toppin – defense. Toppin and Knox are the same player. They they cannot be just because of their height. They cannot be on the inside. They're Kenny. swing players. They have to be in motion. They so have Kenny's to be. Kenny's they have to be part man. of the play, not the play. Kenny's. Uh, I I think you're throwing ageism at myself and uh, Kenny and and uh, Kemba Walker. But I'm not a big Kemba Walker fan. But just because you're old doesn't mean you can't play. If you manage the minutes, I didn't say they can't play. They have certain skills. That don't don't match up what the younger guys have. The younger guys are ready to just run, run and gun, pop and sh- pop and shoot if they have to. Look, why is Tibbs setting up this team for failure and having them shoot threes when all these guys can run to the basket and even get a foul shot if they just attack the basket? They're all they're all gonna just they all can make layups. They all can dunk, and they all can shoot twelve footers. I don't think that this whole. <laughs> I mean, like- you know, like you, you, you're making it. Like, the only one that should be shooting threes is Kemba Walker and Fournier, and they shouldn't be on the court anyways. Exactly, especially not in big moments. I mean, look at he and, and you've and you've also talked about how Thibodeau's inflexible. I think I don't think you know if you've used that word. I'm using that word, but I think that's what we've implied. Yeah, he's too rigid, man. He's too rigid. Come but on. He, 
but he's showing you he's got some flexibility. Where's Walker now? He's at the end of the bench, and he's playing Burks in a starting lineup. Yes, wow. I would like to see him play Grimes more because Grimes bring energy and, and, and really lock down defense, I think, to that team. And I think you'll see it more as the season goes on. He started to play quickly more. You said he won't play kids. He played quickly a lot last year and a lot in big spots, and he's starting to put it together and, and play him more now. And he's a great spark plug off the bench. So, I, again, I, I don't know that I can buy into the fact that Thibodeau is just – who would you have coaching this team, Carlos? You, look, that would be better. Where's the great coaches? There's no great – I mean, these coaches are getting recycled left and right in the NBA. And that's why you have a lot of players coming back and coaching, you know? Like – I don't remember. Who were the finalists for this job with Thibodeau that you would say should have been hired? I didn't want any of those guys. Right. In fact, the only, the only guy I actually believe would, would uh, make sense in this situation, but he's been blackballed, is um, uh, – what's his name? Skip my mind, right? The St. John's old, the old St. John's uh, old point guard for the Knicks, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, yeah. You know Mark what? Jackson would have been look. Mark Jackson would have been perfect, perfect for two reasons. Okay, first, he took Golden State to to where they were at before before Kerr came and took him to the next level. And he he knows how to deal with young people. Great, right? And second of all, he. He's going to play the players in the positions that they need to be and in a way that even the positions won't matter, right? At the end of the day, you can't always be like one, two, three, four, five, st- go, go out there and stand. No, we like, I see that you're a small, you know, you're a small four, but you should be like a, a two. So, you know, do what you have to do, but just make sure you come back and play defense, right? I really, think, I really think that the tag that, that Thibodeau can't, relate to young guys is just it's not that he cannot relate to young guys he's coaching them he's taking them to a certain to a certain level but you need somebody else who knows the game who knows how to manage and who's willing to make risks with the younger players to coach him up but again who 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 changed uh, julius randall's uh, attitude and game more than thibodeau told the only reason that that changed was that thibodeau's was riding him he goes up to randall's like look you're my number one and i'm gonna treat you like a number one he gave randall confidence but now he now he doesn't stop but randall shouldn't be playing more than 20 20 minutes a game anyways uh, he looks like a slug we're in the fourth quarter they don't have the roster to move to the next level, Rattle. Okay, so we, all right. So if you don't have a roster to move to the next level, get rid of all the guys oh, that are already on, on your roster, man. That's Look, where that's part of managing comes in. You go to your GM and say, listen, take these guys off my bench, send them, send them down to the G League, send them to China, send them to Turkey, send them to Italy. Well, I guarantee you the you know, team's not done making moves because they're so, they've they got a glut, right, at shooting guard and small forward that this has got to be rectified and they've got to get better players on the court. I don't disagree. But when you talk about better players, to me, you're playing right into my hand when I say Coach Thibodeau's doing a tremendous job getting 40-plus 40, 40 wins last year out of this team. Yeah, but he's got four rookies on the bench that haven't even touched the court yet, man. Come well, on. Grimes has gotten some more time, and I think you'll see Grimes, especially Grimes, and maybe even Sims, start to get more time. As see Sims on it to see what he can do. If you're going to bring guys into the NBA, you got to let them touch the court and be part of the NBA. You can't just sit there and give them a jersey and have them go be at the club every night. That's not how that works. And if yeah. that's what people are expecting, then they should just get a uh, you know a, a real awakening. You know, this is why when somebody mentioned the other day on the uh, on the Mac and Jack show about oh yeah, Tibbs is a, a Popovich and Tibbs they're kind of the same. Co- no, they're not. Popovich will play every guy on the bench and be like, where and try to figure out where does this guy fit in. And yeah. as as a guy gains confidence, he moves him around and be like, he don't play well with that point guard or he don't play well with that with that center, you know. So he'll move him around. And yeah. then in the fourth quarter, in the third and fourth quarter, when they're up by 10, he's like, All right, this is your opportunity. Go out there and do something. <laughs> I think rattles, right? You can't, you know, you can't just ship them out and erase some money. That's part of the problem in the NBA making. The trade. Knicks have a lot of money right now. They have, they shouldn't have it's any about issue. The other teams and how much money they got to take on contracts. Look, the Knicks can go over the cap because they can afford to pay the taxes. That they I can agree. afford to pay the fees because they sell seats at Madison Square Garden and they sell jerseys at every freaking outlet. Man, this is New York City. It doesn't matter. Look, no team in New York should be worried about cap space. 
I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. It's like, yo, you're, you're an international brand when you're in New York. That's it. Like, why are you making excuses? Just say well, nobody wants to play here. Let's find a way to get them here. Apparently, Rattle's got three good minutes left in him. We should sign him up. But I've seen him play, and I'm not so sure, Rattle. Not really. I don't mean any disrespect. But, uh, and we should go get We should have got LeBron. The Knicks should have got LeBron. But LeBron didn't want to come here. Hey, I, they, didn't, they didn't make it. <laughs> you need to sweeten the pot, man. You can't just have one player. LeBron James to New York wouldn't that help. It's like bringing Carm- Carmelo, knowing the, knowing the way he plays. They brought him in. They paid him so much money, but they didn't surround him with anybody. And then when somebody came, so somebody stepped up and started taking some of his, you know, some of his fame, he got all upset. You know, Allen thinks the only reason the Knicks made the playoffs is because the East was terrible. East, yeah, well, that's uh, kind of true. The East was, was terrible then. Last year was done. This year, it's, it, it was true. It was down. This year, the East is much better. And no, it's not. And then, and the, the 76ers Knicks, are falling apart. The Knicks Boston, are still adjusting too. But Boston's coming up because Boston got a good a, a good player coach, and he's he's allowing his young players to play. They're not winning all the time, but they're they're you could tell that they're they're meshing and playing together. Yeah, Milwaukee's and, in and out of in and out because of their in, injuries to keep getting injured. Yes, and healthy. I think they're the best team in the East by far. I think. Yeah, right. You're right, Kenny. New York brand looks like it's just a, a, a lost cause right now. You, you know, the Yankees are losing. The Mets are losing. Islanders are losing. The Knicks losing. The only one winning are the Nets, and their players don't even want to show up to play. And the best players don't want to come here unless you overpay for them. So again, but, but here's a, look, man. It we the, the New York. In the 80s and 90s, didn't have the best basketball players. We drafted them, or we got them in trades for a draft. Right. You got to be in position to, you know, you got to have people in position to make the those draft picks. Look, look at the the Knicks squad that never the Knicks squad that never made it. That everybody's like all hung up on. That we kept getting beat, beat by either San Antonio or Indi- or Indiana. We had Patrick Ewan, and we drafted him in the 80s. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I agree. And then Mark Jack, and then even when Mark Jackson left. Do we, we picked up Doc Rivers. We Doc Rivers is, is already past his prime. Smith was past his prime. Anthony Mason came. Like we had Charles Oakley. Like all these guys, they were like brought in through trades for draft picks. How many minutes a game did uh, Ewing play under Pat Riley? By the way, it depends because uh, I guarantee it was more than what the, the Randall and Barrett are playing today. Not after they brought in Larry Johnson. I bet you when I, well, I can't. I'm not gonna look it up right now because I don't have time. But I guarantee you his minutes were pretty hot. Let me look real quick because I want to. I do want to move on, but let me just see if I can find it quick. Uh, if I go to, uh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Keep talking, Carlos. The, look, the the Knicks and 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 the teams in New York they have to stop worrying about selling jerseys and they have to worry about bringing in personnel. Mm-hmm. Right. And if and if they can't figure out the draft, then sell your draft picks, man. Stop thinking that you're going to build a team with drafts when you're not good at it. The Jets have never been good at it. The Giants are not good at it right now. And just because you bring a new GM, be like, oh, let, let me give him an opportunity to. No, if he even if he just if you have the opportunity, you bring in the players that know how to win to get out of it, and that's how you build your culture. And then you okay. start bringing up players behind them that know how to win. In Just FYI, until 1996, from 85 to 96. Well, we'll throw 85 out because that was his rookie year. That was his rookie year. And he's doing- he never averaged less than 35 minutes a game. And most of those years were 36, 38, 38, 37, 37. So he's playing the same kind of minutes Randall and Barrett are playing now. Yeah, but but Patrick Ewan, Barrett, and Randall, they're not, they're not all the same players, man. You got to understand, back then, in the 80s, almost every team had a center. <laughs> Well, yeah. Like you needed, you depended on your center. Like, even if he wasn't that good, you depended on him. Right. And more respect that of uh, Ewing, uh, those 37 minutes he played were more stressful than, you know, 19 that somebody else plays. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, why is Tibbs trying to bring that back with Randall? Randall's a big dude, man. Yeah. Look what he was complaining about the other game where, oh, the, the referee said that I, I'm, I should be able to take those hits so they didn't call any fouls. Like, even if a referee said that to you, and you feel uncomfortable? That why is the coach playing you as a center, man? If you're if if you're a power forward, a, a strong forward, be a strong forward power. Don't be in the center. 
Because then all you're doing is, is is you're taking away his skills to shoot and to move around. You're sticking him in the center. Come on, right. man. Before we wrap up this segment, I'll make one strong prediction. The Knicks are 12 and 13 today. Oh, my gosh. The Knicks will finish with over 50 wins, and they'll be in the top four in the East when the season's no. over. And my second prediction is Kenny Knox will finally be off this team at the trade deadline. Oh, Kenny. Man, look. So what do you think? This team going to make the playoffs? Or you're no. telling me they're, de- they're destined to stay home? No, they're not. If, it, it, even if they made trades, they, there's not a player right now to to make depth, to build depth on that team. They're, they're guard heavy right now, man. The Knicks are guard heavy. So All right. they don't have enough depth. Well, you got to be in the playoffs and to win a championship. You got to be eight, ninety players, man. I got to think of another wager now. You, you keep losing these wagers to me, you know, and I'm going to be right when I come up with one because you're already over two, which we'll jump into now because we are going to change topics, guys. We're going to go from the NBA and something Carlos and I have had strong differences on to the NFL. And another place that Carlos and I have had very strong differences on. And I will be the first to admit when all the talk was uh, on about Mac Jones being a Patriots pick and I was on the Mac and Jack show and Jack was saying to me for weeks, if not months before the NFL draft that that Bill Belichick will be taking Mac Jones at the 15th pick. And I said, no way do I want Mac Jones. And it took me about two weeks in a training camp to know that he was going to play quarterback if he was the best guy in camp and that he was, a, by all accounts, reading the Boston papers and the accounts of the daily noted notes from training camp, that he was a leader and a quick learner. <sighs> and he was the right guy to lead this team right now. Now, can he carry the team on his back? Absolutely not. But neither did Tom Brady the first five years of his career, by the way. Not to compare him and say he's going to become Tom Brady. But just look at them at comparable places. I know you have said he cannot take this team anywhere. They're nine and four, and the best team, arguably, in the AFC. Yeah, so the best team in the AFC, but not the best offensive team in the NBC in the AFC. They're pretty damn close. No, they'll get there. Their defense right now is carrying the team, and their defense is solid. The defense is deep, which is what Belichick does, right? Which is why he made Matt Castle look like a king before he left. Well, they're, you know, yes, the defense is important and still wins in football. But the offense, by the way, has scored 350 points. You know how many, who's got the best offense in, in, the, in the AFC? Man, come, why are you comparing these teams? That, you know, the AFC is doing they terrible. Score this year. More points than anybody in the AFC. Anybody. Now, again, some of those were defensive plays, like you have a touchdown. <laughs> so I get that. But don't tell me their offense stinks. They run the football down people's throats, 220 yards. Uh, 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 Monday night when ev- when everybody on the field knew they weren't going to throw the ball at all. Yeah, so what Buffalo did was play right into the hands of Belichick, right? So but I don't understand why Buffalo didn't, didn't hold back a little bit. I mean, they, they, had, they knew that they weren't going to put – nobody was going to throw the ball at that point, you know? That's, right. that's just terrible. That's, that's where you go when you don't – when you have – like a defense that that's lacking depth, right? Because they well, can't, they're not going to be able to stop the run, right? I've, I've talked with some Pats fans and some groups during the game, and they're telling me how the you know McDaniel doesn't know what he's doing. Belichick throw the football, throw the football. Well, why throw the football? No, you they didn't have to throw the, the ball. Doing. You don't There's have to no throw the ball to win it. against the Bills, man. <laughs> Great coaching, you know what? And they say, oh, because they don't have trust in Mac Jones. You know, you know what they have? They have lots of trust in Mac Jones, but they put him in only situations or mostly situations where they know he can succeed. Exactly. They're not going to leave him out there to throw the ball 30 times and have the numbers Josh Allen had, which was not as good as people seem to think. No, I mean, and has your, has your opinion changed at all about Mac Jones and his ability? Let's go back to the beginning. Why you didn't want him at here, why you thought Cam should play. And do you still feel this guy can't lead this team to the Super Bowl? Right. So, at that point, you know, they Cam was coming off at a you know, off of the COVID. And but he still gave Patriots a, an opportunity to win. You know, and you say like he can't throw the ball. Cam can throw the ball. Is he consistent? No, that's that's where 
you know, that's where the, the difference was. You know, now, now you bring in you bringing in Mac Jones and and in the beginning of the season in the preseason, and yeah, he's gonna look better than Cam Newton because he's younger, you know, he's focused. Should he been number one quarterback? Yo, you know what? If you want to let go of Cam in that contract, go ahead. They have Mac Jones, they're happy with him. Fine by me. Doesn't matter. At the end of the day, though, when push comes to shove and you need your quarterback to make that one run or that one that one throw, you're gonna hang your head on that pick, man. You're gonna tell me then that the Patriots would be nine and four with Cam Newton as a quarterback right now. They nine and four with Cam, they, they nine and four with Mac Jones. Exactly. Not with Cam Newton. And I know they've got better players. How is Cam being on a team? If you're if you're defense heavy. How's Cam on a team a detriment? If he can run, he can actually run the ball. Oh, you're, you're you know, and he's gonna dig, he's gonna situation. dig and dunk the ball anyway. He's not throwing 40, 50, 60 yards down the field, anyways. Because Cam Newton has shown me over the two years he was here, by the way, he was not a leader, and uh, no matter what that was coming out of the, the training camp, he wasn't a leader. You don't go off campus and do things people have oh. told you not to do. Last year, last year the Patriots are with people that when there's COVID restrictions and put the team at risk. So he got COVID when he didn't have to get COVID last year. Keith, Keith, everybody knows that the Patriots are not the same team that they are this year. With all the injuries, with the people that that didn't want to come back because of COVID. Do what I just talked about, though, it's got nothing to do with players. It's got to do with course, man, because Cam himself came and won like four games for the Patriots on his legs and, and 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 carrying the team. Four games out of seven, they won the entire year. Hey, listen, but they didn't have a team, they didn't even have a defense to get him the ball back. And he threw 10 times as many passes at guys' feet as he scored touchdowns. He just can't throw the ball anymore. He okay, but a team to the hey, listen, he's still on his own. He won four games on his own, carrying the team. If need be, will Mac Jones be able to do that? Come playoff time or towards the end of the season, when are we going to see him be able to do that? When Mac Jones has to step up, he's done pretty well. The one game he stepped up, which is with a pretty good game, he had um, was it what uh, on the third October third? We had a his two- best game was probably against Dallas, as Allen just said, and in, in loss. I think that was his best game. Yeah, a bad yeah. interception in that game, but still had yeah. he kept that team's in the game somehow when the defense by the way who hadn't come together yet was given up I gave up like 800 yards pass and the to Dak Prescott that so, day. so in that game right against Dallas that that was a confidence booster for for the team the defense and and Mac Jones because he had a good game right <laughs> but yeah. other than that game I mean I know there's no defense that's challenged him yet well, because, <laughs> so I, so, because the Patriots can run the ball down anybody's throat right now. That's what they're doing, and that's how they did it. And again, and what did so what did Bill Belichick do this past season? He threw money for players at positions for yeah. them to go to, for for them to be a better team. So mm-hmm. you can't say that Cam can't do the same with these new players. You can't say that because it didn't happen. I can't last year's players don't I've count anymore. I've also watched him go to Carolina and fail because he cannot throw the ball anymore. He can. Does he have some talent to run the football as a quarterback? Sure. If you want to use him as a, you know, a Taysom Hill type guy in situations, well, fine. But he's not going to settle for that. So he's going to be a detriment to the team. Look at that, man. Look, Ben Roethlisberger is getting paid to sit there like a duck. Was why is well, Cam being there any different? What's their record? Hey, look at the end of it. It don't matter, man. You if you don't have a defense to back up scoring, then you're not gonna make it. Last year, the Patriots didn't have any defense, and they had Cam. Cam won you four, carried you to four wins. You're upset about that. You ended up getting this pick at 15 for Mac Jones. He's doing oh. good for you. The one minute look when Mac Jones does bad or when he when he gets wrecked, everybody's gonna take a step back and be like, ah, maybe he wasn't the guy. <laughs> I'm waiting for that day, to be honest with you. Mac Jones is ready to lead this team. He's gotten better. He's not leading anything. He's just following He's just following instructions. He's a sheep right now. He's a sheep. You put him on any team in the NFL, he will not be. He's Tom Brady in 2001 and 2002 and 2003. 
Yeah, but those teams, man, you cannot, Zeke, you keep saying you're not going to compare Tom Brady to Mac Jones, and you keep bringing up Tom Brady's Brady's name. Not Tom Brady's overall work of, uh, 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 body of work. I will not. What happened to Garoppolo? What happened to Castle? What happened to those guys? They never played at the level for any period of time that Mac Jones has played at this year. Man, what are you talking about? Never. They took hits. They know what it's like to be a quarterback. Jimmy Grappolo played two games and got hurt. Matt Castle. Exactly. Matt Castle did win. <laughs> he learned. He learned how to be a quarterback in the NFL. There's nobody that's gonna, there's nobody that has stepped up to do that to Mac Jones yet. He's yet to get hit hard and realize that it's 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 hard to be a quarterback in the NFL. He plays in a cushy, cushy situation because the AFC is terrible. Oh well, they played pretty tough against two of the NFC's best teams. Who win. Played very competitively against both those teams and were in a position to win both. Yeah, one of those teams weren't even 100%. You're talking about the Titans? No, I'm talking about two NFC teams, the Buccaneers and the, the Cowboys. They they played very competitively and good enough yeah, to win. I mean, if you're, looking at, if you're looking at what the Cowboys are going through now, they have to win. They have to win against Washington. If not, they're they're in a, in a position of losing the NFC. And then Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay can switch it on and off whenever they feel like it, man. If they want to take a ride, they can take a ride and just lay lay off. Well, you know what? Be careful of that because they think they. Yeah, that's the problem right now. That's Tampa Bay's problem is that they know they're good, but they have to play and show that they're good. Dangerous game to play when you think, oh, we'll just switch on for the playoffs like we did last year. I guarantee. Yeah, I that I agree with you one hundred percent. But to say that right now, putting all your eggs in one basket for Mac Jones, man, like this. As a quarterback, it's way too soon, man. I'm sorry, but I need to I need to see him get hit, get back up, and play. If he gets hit and doesn't get back up, then have you not watched him get beat the crap beat out of him for half of this year when the offensive line was decimated? Man, it wasn't that bad, man. He, he... Oh man, they, they played without four starters some days. Was, when what game was that? Which game was that? He was early in the season. This offensive line was in disarray. Okay, early in the off. season, they played Miami. Six. Miami is doing is so much better now than they were in the beginning of the season defensively. What second Agreed. game to play the Jets? Agreed. Come on, the Jets. Everybody knows about how good their defense is. Not at all. Then they played New Orleans. New Orleans has been having issues since the season started, not just in the offense but on the defense too. Okay. And then that's when they played Tampa Bay. They lost. To, they lost. Uh... To, uh, four of these six games that you're talking about, by the way. Yeah. Well, because the defense hadn't come together yet. The offensive line was a mess. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying to you is that if Cam had the same team, your record might be uh, maybe two games of a difference. Maybe. Which would be huge, by the way. Why? You're in the AFC East. That's terrible. You're going to get those back. Uh, and come playoff time, who do you well, want? Who's going to – look, the Bills, the Bills are pretenders. The Bills – they're not – They're not. If, even if they get into a playoff spot, sneak in the end, they're not going to go past a, or that round. So they're off the chart. The Chiefs, Miami, right, the Chiefs are writing themselves. But I'm talking about AFC East. Oh, so, well. Because you, you got to win those two games, right? If they beat Buffalo in two weeks, uh, three they're weeks. They're going to beat Buffalo in two weeks. Buffalo's and, and going to win the this year, man. And they've got a they've got a better than good shot of being the getting the bye uh, as the best record in the AFC, which will be huge. Mm. And all roads going through Foxborough to the Super Bowl. You're right. So they got to. So let's just say the AFC's weak, and that's why the Patriots. But you can only play the pe- people on your schedule, by the way. Yeah, you have to play them. Yeah, that's all you can play. I can't play more teams. It's not college, and I can schedule any team I want. Right? I play whoever they tell me to play. Well. You know, I don't think the NFC. I, I like I, other than Arizona. Who's been that consistent in the NFC? No, look, no teams in the NFL have been consistent this year at all. I'll agree with that point. Right. So that 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 then again, that gives Mac Jones a better opportunity to to be where he's at right now. He's in the best situation that any young quarterback can be in, but it doesn't mean he's the best quarterback. Look at it. I'm not saying he was because again. They're gonna I, look. They're gonna give this kid the NFL quarterback rookie of the NFL the QB rookie of the year. Maybe that's gonna be messed up. 
I know you're 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 riding me a little bit for not wanting to compare him to Brady, but still comparing him. But what I'm comparing him to is Brady from the same time period. Was Tom Brady ever the best quarterback in the NFL, or even close to the best best quarterback in the NFL? His first five years in the league? No. Yes, in the Super no. Bowls. In Super Bowls, and we'll <laughs> see when Mac Jones gets there. You're going to see the same thing. No, man. He go. He's going to go against a team that has a defense that they're going to wreck his brain, man. This guy has all the qualities to be a great NFL quarterback as far as winning. Will his numbers ever rival some of these guys? Maybe not, because that's not how Bill Belichick plays. He did when Tom Brady, the second part of his Patriot career, they changed their offense a little bit to go along with what the league was doing. Look, it's too soon to 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 write this, man. To write, I this don't disagree. But I I'm saying the potential is there. You're telling me it isn't, and and some of the arguments you man, look about it, Alabama quarterbacks. Who cares about Alabama quarterbacks in the history? Nobody. Of Alabama That's why Mike Jones is not going to matter. How's it relevant? <laughs> How many? Let's take the great quarterbacks in the league today. How many great quarterbacks came out of Texas Tech before Patrick Mahomes? How many great quarterbacks came out of Cal before uh, that dumbass in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers? How yeah, many there's no came out of Oklahoma before Kyler Murray? I mean, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I said, great. <laughs> you know, so again, I, that the argument about well, nobody's ever come out of that school and been a great quarterback really is irrelevant. What does history matter in these cases? This guy can play quarterback in the NFL. He's got the make right now. He's playing quarterback in the NFL football. until he gets somebody to step up and challenge him. That's it. Exactly, and he's gonna be the rookie of the year. Just because he's a quarterback, uh, Alan, I that'll be my agreement. Just to catch up on some of these comments, see what we got here: Cowboys and Giants, Cardinals. I was the time I see WTF. I go, what? I think it's what the you know what? Yeah, uh, the Eagles. Look at. I think. By the way, just to say, I think the Washington football team is going to win that division. I think so too. And well, that, here's a, here's a problem. Here. Here's a problem is that they're. Their defense needs to be consistent. And Dave Guyette's a big Buffalo fan, and we've been really bashing the Bills here. But you know what, Dave? As I said the other day, don't take it personal, but they're not they're not a good football team right now. And their coaches there making excuses for them. How ridiculous of Carlos to get off this topic just a little bit and focus on this one game. His post-game comments about how, you know. I don't give Bill Belichick credit for this win because we started on the 40 and they started on the 26. No, man, you know, that's really going the other way, telling you you got out coached. Pretty much. Look, <laughs> Buffalo's hurting because they made that contract for Allen. They didn't they didn't build any depth when they could have for the defense Running and, and straighten up that O-line. So they deserve what they get right now, man. <laughs> you know, like they're going to struggle and they're going to scratch to try to get wins, but – there's no depth in, in either side of the ball for them. They got three running backs, none, you know, and no, and no O line to help them, right? So, and Breida's running for his life every time he gets the ball. So, because he don't want to get hurt, that's why he's getting all those yards. <laughs> Give the guy some protection, man. Bring in some D line men. If your O line can't hack it, <laughs> it's like, come on. I'll tell you what, Buffalo's got Tampa Bay this week, and oh, oh man. Luck. Good, That's luck. Gonna, good luck. They're going to be falling to 500 here pretty soon. You know what? They lose to Tampa Bay, then they lose to the the, the, the Patriots. They're liable not. They may, they may not make the playoffs. I'm telling you, man. Out. I don't see them in the playoffs, man. And if they make it, like I said, they're not going past the first round. Well, I'll tell you what. I said this, and you know I said this before the year, because you, you and I have been on this topic since August that Mac Jones and the Patriots would get off to a slow start. That's what happened. They would get better as a year went on. And I thought, I didn't think they'd be in first place and have the best record in the conference here at week after week 13. Oh, you keep bringing up the conference, bro. Hold on. They, they, that's the conference they play in, Carlos. They cannot pick the conference they play in. And as a guy you probably think is a god, I'm going to guess, Bill Parcells said, you're only, you're only you are what your record says you are. Nothing else matters. It does, but that's just Bill Parcells, who's not one of my favorite people, by the way. Um, maybe we'll have it. If you are you a Bill Parcells fan? Yes, but uh, that'll be. Know, I don't think he's a guy. That'll be another debate. Because I, I got I got a lot of stuff on Bill Parcells. Listen, 
Um, where was I going with this? I said they would get better, and I said they'd be fighting for a playoff spot, and nobody would want to play them in the playoffs. And they're ahead of where I thought they were. And I see this team, <laughs> this is going to be a tough out in the playoffs, and I don't care who they play in if they get to a Super Bowl. They're going to be competitive with Mac Jones as their quarterback and be in position to win that game. If they yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have an opportunity, but the one thing that they got to be careful is the injuries. That's it, you know. And you know, well, yeah, High Tower cool. is known to be iffy towards the end. You know, yeah, he's, luckily he's, he took that season off. To, he's older you know, now, and he's missed a season, which McCordy's he's a little bit old. He's a little bit older. But there's a lot of guys on that defense. He's not the man anymore. No, he's not. He's a man. But you, but when he's on the field, those those younger guys look up to him and they play up. I, they I play don't up disagree. I don't disagree. And you're seeing Hightower playing at a much higher level. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, um, those yeah. those rookies can run, man. Those rookies on the edges. The front seven covers up a bunch of deficiencies yeah. in the in the back yeah. defensive backfield. I mean, you know, McCourty's still good, and 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 he's not as good as a player as he was, you know, five years ago. Obviously, Hall right. of Famer, by the way. This came up in a conversation two weeks ago. I don't know because I've never really thought about it. And my buddy says to me as we're watching the game, "Is he a Hall of Famer?" And I'm thinking, how can he not be a Hall of Famer? Um, Devin McCourty has got to be a Hall of Fame safety in this league. Now, man, those stats are different for the defense, right? So, I know. I mean, but again, I would think Rodney Harrison would be in there as well. So I don't know how Rodney Harrison's not in the Hall of Fame. So, but let me before we wrap before we wrap it up. Yeah, last thoughts on that, or do we have any uh, odds and ends you want to kind of touch on in our last uh, four minutes here? Oh, look, I'll, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up that the the, the Buffalo Bills in the Patriots game, the last one is going to be it's going to be it for both teams, right? They're going to see if, if they can play instead of just running the ball and and <laughs> you know to to the end, but that's going to be the that's going to be the key for them, you know, for the Patriots defense especially. And they got to they got to just stay healthy right now. If if you get one or two injuries on that defense, man, that Patriots team ain't they they might make it to the playoffs, but they're not going to go far either. Them and the Bills are going to be watching Titans <laughs> making so it through. We'll have to come up with yet another wager because I think I, I don't remember what our last wager was, but I think it was they wouldn't win nine games, wasn't it? Something tied around there. I don't even remember. Yeah, Mac Jones winning nine games. I think that was after after you lost the Cam wager. I'm pretty sure we changed it to a new wager that they wouldn't win nine games and make the playoffs or something around that. I'm 61 years old. I need Prevagen, and I don't remember. But I'm pretty sure it was something similar to that. I count on you to remember these things, Carl. You're the young guy. I, mean, I, I got so much stuff going on right now. <laughs> it's like it's Drop crazy. going conversation. And remember the stuff that's important for the show because I can't. I'm I'm old. You're a young guy. You got to carry writing that down. No, but like, you know, not for nothing, but this New England team, it's not the same as last year. And, and if even if if you don't have Cam and you put another quarterback behind there and do what they're doing, they they'd have okay stats. I won't disagree with you that Mac Jones is not the only reason for his turnaround. There's obviously a much better personnel around him than was around Cam last year. I will not argue that point. I will say with all the new bodies and integrating them in and some deficiencies in certain places. This is maybe Bill Belichick's best coaching job of his career, in my mind. Maybe 2001 might be better. Maybe that? 2008 with Matt Castle winning 11 games is better, What's, but it's pretty close. Isn't that defense averaging about, what, 10 points a game almost? Uh, Yeah, I think it was like 14 or something. Yeah. This yeah. de- this defense is not is not a joke right now. And well, the funny part of it is they're they're one and two, one or two in points allowed. And this is not right. unusual for Patriots defenses, right? Right. Number one or two in points allowed, but in yards allowed, they're like middle of the pack at best or worst. They give up two hundred and seventy yards rushing to the Titans. Yeah, nearly you know, they, thirteen points. Because you know they're they're strong in the middle. And they kind of, you know, they need a couple linebackers in there, but that doesn't matter to them. They'll give you the running yards as long as you don't score. Frankie C pops in, big Patriots fan. He knows. The world knows, Carlos. Get on board. Get on board. Don't root for those New Jersey teams. Oh, man, don't get to me. That's an argument we have another day, man. Listen, great having you on today. Uh, thanks for coming in, Carlos. Thank, I'm having a lot of fun with this show. I think we're going to have a lot of fun over the weeks. And uh, these are the types of 
I'm just ready for Mac Jones to get lit up. And when he gets lit up, is he going to get back up? <laughs> well, we're going to find out because he's, he's got to find out because that's going to, you know. I, I think he's been lit up a few times. And well, he's been hit, TV. but not. But we'll carry this conversation on at some point. We'll come up with a couple new topics for next week. Guys, thanks for joining us on. I'm going, guys. Thank you. serious? Carlos, thank you. Guys, I'll see you Sunday. Thanks with me, Keith. Have a good one. Consciousness. Maybe, Carlos, I'll see you on the other side with Mac and Jack. Who knows? And uh, we'll talk later, guys. Have a great weekend. Happy thanks holidays, guys. Watching it later. Bye-bye.